Good morning, everyone. How are you? Yes? Are you swell this morning? I'm not hearing anything. I just hear you guys are still connecting with each other. That's wonderful. How you guys doing? Good? Swell? Wonderful. Awesome. That's great. That is splendiferous, magnanimous, all sorts of made-up words. Awesome. Well, um, this morning we have something a little bit different for you. We're going to have a little bit different format. Uh, We're actually going to begin with the Word. So we're going to talk about some announcements, things like that, that are coming up at the end of the service, and we're going to kind of flow into that. Uh, We're going to give an update on launch, everything launch, everything that's happening leading up to 8-13-23. So we're going to do that at the end of the service today. So we're going to start out with the Word of God. How's that sound? Good? All right. All right. Let's do it. Let's, Let's pray over the Word. Lord Jesus... We love you. Thank you, Father, that you are present here in this building, in this room. Lord, we want to hear from you. Holy Spirit, we ask that you speak to our hearts, God. Oh, God, that you remove anything that could get in the way from the seed of your word being planted in good ground. May it bear fruit 30, 60, and 100-fold in our life. Lord, renew us, empower us to be like your son, and to live like you, to know you, to love you, and to love others, Father. God, I pray that everything that comes forth from my mouth today, that it's not of you, I pray it will fall to the ground and come to nothing. Lord, but I pray that your truth will remain. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody said? Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, uh, this past Memorial Day, uh, I had a really special uh, experience. I went with my wife uh, and her family to visit her grandmother's grave there, and we were going to take some time to remember her. And so uh, we were there with the Chrisman family and kind of m- memorializing Grandma Chrisman. And so there was about, I don't know, 15 of us or so, and so it was a good group. And we kind of all stood in a circle, and we decided, uh, her dad was like, hey, why don't we take a moment to share memories, right? And, uh, and so we're like, okay, we're going to share memories. And I had spent a lot of time with Grandma Christman, incredible woman of God, loved the Lord, lived to be 98, and just faithful to God, steadfast, uh, just this quiet strength, incredible woman, right? Uh, so a lot of good stories, a lot of great memories, okay? So we're sitting there, and we're going to start sharing memories, and it starts with my kids, which was wonderful, and hearing their memories. A lot of their memories came when they were one and two, so it was interesting hearing what their memories were, um, but it was great. And then um, <clears throat> we were going around, and I was, I don't know, like 10th or so, and I'm racking my brain, and I cannot think of anything. I, can't, I couldn't think of any, like, particular memories, you know? Like, I, I remember a lot about her, and I could t- tell you a ton about who she is and, and how she lived and those things, but I couldn't, like, pinpoint a specific memory. I'm like, my gosh, like, I know I have a ton of memories, and so 
I'm sitting there thinking, I'm racking my brain, it's getting closer, and the sweat's pouring, I'm like, okay, what am I going to say? And it's like the pressure's on. What is the memory, Lord? You know, and so finally, I kind of, I remembered something, kind of a general vague memory, but it was a specific memory that was really special. And so I got to share that, and it was good. Pressure was off, and, and it was wonderful. And we got to honor her, and it was wonderful. Um, but it was just amazing to me how easy it is to forget. You know what I mean? It's just easy. It's easy to forget things and good things, like great, wonderful things. Like, and, and we forget about them. I mean, and as I'm getting older, I've noticed that I'm forgetting more things. Uh, some of you guys have more experience in this than I do. Um, but I, uh, you know, like where you, you go into a room for something and you walk into the room and you're like, I'm here for a reason. I know I came in here for something. And you kind of look back to see if that'll help you. Like, remember where you came from? You're like, I came from there. So that must mean, you know. Uh, and so that, I've even had moments where we're in the car and have to run inside to get something. And I forget. So I run inside. And I'm like, I know I ran in here for a reason. Like, why am I in here, you know. Uh, and then grab something. But I've noticed that. But also, I think it's easy to forget the things that God has done in our lives. And it's easy to forget the things he's spoken to us. And the promises that he's given us. And the ways that he's come through in our life. The, the freedom that he brought to us. A moment of healing that took place, his incredible mercy being new every morning and, and experiences of that mercy in our own brokenness. So many good things, his provision in our lives and ways that God came through. But I don't know if you've had this experience, but when times get difficult or the circumstances are hard or going through a hard season, it's harder to remember the good things, Right? It's harder to remember the good times because all that we're faced with is, is hardship. And so to bring us back to that moment is difficult. And that's why I think there's so much emphasis in Scripture about remembrance. There's so much in the Word of God about the children of Israel making memorials, right, and building an altar and, and remembering things and passing things down to their kids and having different ways in which they do that so that they can remember and remember and remember. And it was constantly throughout the Old Testament. And there's a reason for that. Because when we remember, and you'll see this in the stories in the Bible, when people remember, renewal comes. There's something about remembering the works of God, his commands, his promises, the move of God in our life, his vision for us, his calling on our life. And we will remember, then things start to be renewed in our heart. And things become fresh. So the title of my message today is, Remembrance Brings Renewal. My, uh, my cord for my microphone is like getting caught on something, so I'm trying to, there we go. Okay, um, remembrance brings renewal. So um, this is, we're going to do a little standalone message today, and then next week we're going to start actually a new series 
uh, called The Law of Love. So I'm really excited to dive into that. And so we're going to look at scripture. What does the word of God talk about regarding love and all the different expressions of that? That's a lot. <laughs> um, but we're going to use 1 Corinthians 13 as kind of a guide, and it's going to be really good. Um, we're going to start that next week. But today, I want to look at this. Throughout history, we see this idea of remembrance bringing renewal. Uh, in the book of Deuteronomy, Moses is challenging the children of Israel to remember. Remember the laws of God. Remember these laws. Write them on your heart. Just constantly meditate upon them. He was constantly saying the word remember. If you look through Deuteronomy, there is a ton of remember, 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 remember. And then Joshua did the same thing at the end of his life. He challenged the people of Israel. Hey, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die here. But you guys need to remember the commands of God. You need to remember what he has done. Pass on the memory of his faithfulness and his freedom, all the victories that he's given you. Remember, remember. And then in the book of Judges, you see the same thing. Actually, you see this pattern with the children of Israel in the book of Judges where they would forget God, and it would say that in the scripture, that they would forget him, and then they would rebel against him, right? And so they would start doing all this stuff, and then they would fall under oppression, like another nation would come and start oppressing them. And then they would cry out to God, God, help us. And then he would send a judge. He would raise up a judge to speak to them, right? And then he would remind them of who he is, what he's done, and his commands. And then the judge would bring deliverance, and they would have renewal and a time of peace for many, many years. And then they would forget. And then they would fall into slavery. And then they would cry out to God. And then a judge would come up. And then they would have renewal. And then they would forget. And, then, and it was just the same cycle over and over and over again. But every time renewal came, there was a time of remembrance. They stopped what they were doing. And they were intentional to remember what God had done among their nation. Deuteronomy 8, 11 through 14 says this. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I am giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, and when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase and all you have is multiplied, and that's great stuff, then your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. And that's exactly what happened to the children of Israel. Things would go well for them. They'd have renewal and peace because of remembering, and then they would forget. And we see it in David's Psalms, saying, hey, I, I, I bring to memory your works in my life. Solomon talking to his son, hey, write these commands on your neck. Keep them. King Josiah finding the law right in the temple. And then when he, was, when he remembered, oh, my goodness, we are not keeping God's commands, a whole national renewal took place with King Josiah. Ezra and Nehemiah, when they were rebuilding the temple and the wall, they were remembering, remembering God's commands, remembering what God had done. And then even in the New Testament, we see it. In the book of Acts, remembrance, bringing renewal. Acts chapter 4. And this is where we're going to hang out today. Acts chapter 4, verse 23. It says, in being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all the chief priests and elders had said to them. So they had just experienced persecution, really, for the first time as the early church. They, they warned them. They said, hey, you're, we're going to kill you if you keep talking about Jesus. And they beat them. And they go and they tell their companions what happened. Verse 24. So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, 
Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, who by the mouth of your servant David have said, why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. Verse 27, for truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. They're literally going back and just talking about what had happened. It's kind of an interesting prayer. It's kind of a preach prayer. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're just saying what God has done, right? But what are they doing? They're remembering. They're taking time to remember who God is and what he's done and what he has promised and what he is continuing to do. So they go back and they remember and then look at verse 29. Now, Lord. So we remember this is what you've done. Now in the present, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal And that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. That sounds like renewal to me. Right? The early church needed renewal. Persecution. They knew it was coming, but it's different when when you experience it. And they didn't want to give up. They were tempted. The enemy put it out there, resisted them and said, I want you to shut your mouth. And they said, God, we don't want to shut our mouths. We want to speak truth. And so Lord, and they got together and they remembered who God is, what he's done, what he's promised and what he is continuing to do now. And they said, Lord, this is who you are. This is what you've done. This is what you said. So now, In this present moment, would you grant us boldness? And then the spirit of God fell and they spoke the word of God with boldness and then renewal spread throughout the church. Another wave of revival took place in the early church following that. And it renewed their persistence, their unity, and their courage. And our church is entering a new season. We talked about it. We're moving into a new season. We're launching as one church on 8-13-23. Excited about that. It's a new season for our church, and it's going to require some courage. It's going to require courage. It's going to require unity as a body. We stick together and a lot of prayer, a lot of persistence in our prayer. So I want to talk about three truths that we see in Acts chapter 4 that we can remember in order to make room for God to bring renewal in our hearts. Does that sound good? Okay, number one, remembering that prayer precedes a move of God. We have to remember the truth that prayer precedes a move of God. That every time you see God move and his spirit being poured out in scripture, there was prayer, persistent prayer, a shameless audacity to ask of God. Because the things that we're asking for are what he wants to give us. So it's not like we're begging for something he doesn't want to give us. Well, I guess I will here. 
you know. He wants to give us a move of God. He wants to pour out his spirit. He wants to see people redeemed, healed, set free, families restored. He wants to see that happen. And so when we pray and we're asking for something, he wants to give us. So we can have a shameless audacity in our prayer because we know it's the will of God that we're praying for. But when we remember that prayer precedes a move of God, it helps renew our persistence in prayer. It renews our persistence. Oh, yes, yes, we know. The word of God says it, prayer, then God pours out his spirit, so I'm going to be persistent. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to continue to pray. Acts 24, it says, so when they heard this news of persecution, they raised their voice to God. That is their immediate response. There's resistance. Let's pray. There's resistance. Let's pray. Let's bring this to God. Acts 1.14, they all joined together constantly in prayer. Constantly. And then what happens? We know the story. They pray, they pray, they pray, they pray, they pray, they pray, pray. And then Acts chapter 2, the day of Pentecost comes. The Spirit of God is poured out like a rushing mighty wind, flames of fire upon their heads. They're speaking in other tongues. Thousands of people gather to see what is going on. These people are declaring the wondrous works of God in all their different languages. All these people gather. Peter stands up, Mr. Foot and Mouth guy, but yet he's got the Holy Spirit in him and begins to preach the word of God with boldness. And then 5,000 people, men, not including women and children, come to know Christ to the point where they're literally asking, what must we do to be saved? Cut to the heart. God pours out his spirit. We, we began the year talking about this. You guys remember the first Sunday of January, we talked about the touch of God and how we need to pray. We want to be a praying church because we want to see God move in power. Not persuasive words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration and power of the Holy Spirit. And so in order to, we need to pray. We have to be a praying church, amen? So we began the year talking about that and how it doesn't matter what our mission is, our blueprint or whatever, vision, none of that matters if God's not in it. It doesn't matter. Without him, we can do nothing. We need the spirit of God. We need the power of God. If we're gonna see his redemption established in our city, Psalms 127.1, unless the Lord builds the house, those who labor it build in vain. It's it's vain if, if God's not in it. So we have to be persistent in inviting God into everything that we do to the best of our ability. But if we have that shameless audacity in prayer, ask and keep on asking, seek and keep on seeking, knock and keep on knocking, and you will receive, you will find, the door will be opened. Be like the persistent widow who just would not leave the judge alone and just annoyed him until he finally ruled in her favor. Jesus says, pray like that. Persistence, shameless audacity. So we talked about, do you guys remember the five prayers of faith? Talked about five prayers of faith. We can pull them up on the screen here. Okay, so like the first one, Ephesians 1, we prayed over the lost. The next one is Ephesians 3. And then Acts chapter 1, the outpouring of God's spirit. Acts chapter 4, boldness to speak. And Acts chapter 4 again, 
that God would stretch out his hand that signs and wonders may be done. Five prayers of faith that we consistently pray those. We talked about that every single week. We did, we did a few prayer meetings, but we're remembering. Let's continue to pray. I'm going to send those out again to you guys this week in, a, in an all-church email so we can continue to be persistent in our prayer. So, number one, prayer precedes the move of God and renews our persistence. And number two, remembering that unity defined the early church. Unity defined the early church. Constantly throughout the book of Acts, the church was described as being with one accord. With one accord. In the Greek, that's homothumadon. Isn't that a fun word? Homothumadon. Everybody say homothumadon. That's awesome. You guys speak Greek. That's awesome. Homothumadon. So, with one accord, unity. What that means, though, that word means united, having the same mind, the same purpose, the same language, the same direction. Everyone had the same mind. Everyone was going in the same direction. That was how they described the early church. They were united together across the spectrum, completely united on the purpose of God, Jesus' purpose to seek and save those who are lost, his mandate, the great commission to make disciples, to preach the gospel to every creature and signs and wonders followed. When we remember that unity defined the early church, it helps renew our passion around a collective purpose. That's how Jesus painted the picture. This is what he wanted for us to be united together around one singular purpose. The great command, the great commission, simple. There was a simplicity in Christ and you saw that in the early church. It said that they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart in Acts chapter two. And that simplicity of heart literally means single-mindedness. There's only one thing that was on their mind. They were focused together on that purpose. In verse 24 of Acts four, we said it said, they raised their voice to God with one accord. There it is again, with one accord. And they prayed. And in each instance where it says with one accord in the book of Acts, there was a move of God. So with one accord in Acts chapter one, the 12th apostle was chosen, right? Matthias, that was a big deal. With one accord in Acts chapter two, the day of Pentecost. Spirit of God is poured out, 5,000 people get saved. With one accord again in Acts chapter three, then signs and wonders and miracles break out, unprecedented. Chapter four, the spirit of God has fallen where they're at. The place is shaken. They're filled with boldness. They speak the word of God with boldness. Chapter five, with one accord again, to the point where people are dragging their sick people out in streets so that Peter's shadow could fall on them and they would be healed. And, and just insane. But just constantly, there is a unity that preceded a move of God. And so that's the purpose of having this idea of a vision. Like we talk about having a vision, right? A vision, mission, values. Talked about that in the vision of our church. The reason why we, you have a vision is something to remind you of the foundational truths of the word of God. Foundational truths. What are they? Knowing God. Number one, to know God. That's why we're here. It's to know him to love one another as Christ loved us and to fulfill the great commission. So what's our vision? One family united with God pointing people to Jesus. One family united with God 
pointing people to Jesus. Why? Because those are the foundational truths of Scripture is what Jesus points us to. And so it's just a reminder. That's all it is. Vision is there to help us, to help remind us of, yes, that's right, that's right. That's what we're here to do. That's why we're here. I'm here to know God. I'm here to love my brothers and sisters well the way Christ loved me. And I'm here to be a light in the darkness. And the darkness cannot overcome it. So that's why we have. So remember, that's our vision. One family united with God, pointing people to Jesus. We want to be one with Jesus, fully alive and fully devoted to God. One family, fully known and loved in authentic relationships. And then one on mission, fully present and engaged with the lost and the hurting in our city. Vision leaks and values drift. This is just true over time, always. Vision leaks and values drift. It's, it's a natural thing. There's a current of life that will always pull us down the river if we're not tied to something. Our boat will just get, continue to get carried down the river. And that's why we tie ourselves to something. Hopefully that's Jesus more than anything, and it's to one another, but it's also to a collective purpose. So we tie ourselves to something so that we don't drift. We are one church. That's who we are. Now, fully, 8, 13, 23, then that's when it's fully known and realized and signs are changed and all that stuff, but that's who we are even now. So we remember that. Unity defined the early church or renews our passion around the collective purpose. Number three, last one here, remembering that God works through crazy faith. Two weeks ago, we talked about that David, crazy, crazy faith, nuts. What are you doing, David? What? No, you're an idiot. Why are you running out there against Goliath? He's going to step on you. Bad idea, David. But he believed God. The disciples, man, Jesus challenged him. Tough stuff. Say to a mountain, be removed. They go heal the sick, cleanse lepers, cast out demons, and raise the dead. No big deal. You know, like crazy faith. Remembering that God works through that. When we do that, when we remember, yes, that's, that's God works through faith. It renews our courage to answer God's call to reach those around us. Renews our courage. That's how God works. He works through faith. And man, I want to see people, prodigal sons and daughters, return to their heavenly father. Reconciliation take place. Redemption in our city. So I need courage. The early church, the people that literally had been with Jesus asked for courage. The disciples, the 12, who went and raised the dead and like healed the sick, they did that stuff. They asked for courage. Because we're human. We need it. I will tell you, I, first one, it scares, scares me to talk to a random person, especially talk to them about Jesus, but even just like invite them to church or something, that's like intimidating. Even for me, I'm a pastor. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so I need to pray for courage. And God's faithful to answer. That's why the stories in the Bible like Gideon and David and all these amazing people of God, they're so inspiring to us. We need them. They increase our faith. Remember our word for the year. Anybody remember the word for the year? One word? Anybody? <laughs> Testing. Run. Run. Running with the vision. 
and our purpose, this idea of, of ramping up, and we're going to spend the next few months ramping up to that launch. And listen, the reason why, okay, why? Why behind, what's the, the whole idea behind all of that? The reason why we're doing a launch on 8-13-23, keep on saying the date. Um, the reason why we're doing that, the reason why we're doing the Refresh Initiative, the reason why we're doing all of this stuff, vision, everything. The reason why we're doing this is because we want to reach people with the gospel of Jesus. That's the why. The why is so that people can come to know Christ. That's the why. And for us to walk in obedience to Jesus and have an opportunity, have a context where we can invite someone to a place where they can hear the gospel. That's the why. Because we want to reach our city. So, but in order to reach people, we have to stretch ourselves. Isn't that funny? It's kind of a literal thing. Get it? In order to reach, we have to stretch. All right. In order to reach people, we have to stretch ourselves. We do. So, what are a couple of ways that we can stretch ourselves? And this is just a challenge to all of us, including myself. A couple of ways that we can stretch ourselves. Number one, moving forward. As we are reaching out and we're telling people, we're inviting people to come and we're connecting with others and we're doing our different outreaches in the community and different things and people are coming to the church. New people are coming. First time visit, people are visiting. When that's happening, that here in this church, this is the house of God and we treat it like his house. Meaning, Every person that walks in our doors, we want them to know that they are loved. Know that they are loved. Not hear that they're loved from me, because that's what pastors say. But to know it because they feel it. They experience it in, in, in all of us. Because they know that they're seen. As soon as they walk in, we see them. We see them the way Jesus does the priceless possession that they are to him. And then we hear, we listen with intentionality when we introduce ourselves and we start to hear some of their story. We care. We take a genuine interest in their life. A genuine interest. In the five seconds we have, or the 10, or the one minute, or whatever time we have. But the idea is, we want to love each other well, obviously. But we also want to love those who haven't experienced being seen yet. Who don't know what that's like. But they took, they had the courage to step in to a church. Maybe an uncomfortable place for them. We don't know their story. That could have been the biggest leap of faith that they've ever taken in their life. Let's meet them where they're at. Amen. So that's one way we can stretch ourselves is welcome, hospitality. Number two is in our witness. And I know this is the scary one. Wait, witness? Like, like evangelizing? Telling people the Romans road? You know, like four spiritual laws or nine spiritual Whatever law, four, right? Yeah, four spiritual laws. I'm like, it's not nine. It's four. Four spiritual laws. I should know this. I'm a pastor. Okay. Um, you know, and so it's like, oh, is that, that, oh, that's intimidating. Not even that. The way we witness as the body of Christ and the way we're going to do it as a church is through relationships, authentic relationships, and practical expressions of Jesus' love. Authentic relationships means 
that we are going to get to know the person. We're going to do our best to know them, to see them, to love them, to care for them as a person. And then in relationship, as, we've, as we develop trust and, they, and we get to know who they are, then we point them to Jesus. That's what we do. Hey, he's got it. He's the best thing. We just, we're just honest. Jesus is the best thing that's ever happened to me. And that should be the honest truth. So we're just telling the truth about our life. But that points people to Jesus, the power of testimony. Through relationship, but we are ambassadors of a heavenly kingdom. We point people to Jesus. We invite people to a place where they can hear the gospel. And I will preach the gospel. Okay, so I want to close with this. And then we're going to talk about some other, some practical things. But I want to close with this. So, we're remembering. Prayer precedes the move of God. Unity. How God moved in the early church. Crazy faith. Helps give us courage. So this is what I want us to do as a church. Uh, we have some cards. Uh, who's got the cards? Who's the lucky winner with the cards? All right, you got cards? Can, can you pass these out to everybody? We're going to pass these out. You guys might remember these. They may look familiar. Because we have used them before. Can I have one? So these cards may look a little familiar to you, and that's because we've talked about these and used these before. I think it was in October, actually, of last year. So it's been a while. It's been a minute. But on one side of this is a prayer, and it's Scripture. It's all Scripture, Ephesians chapter 1. Lord, I pray that you would increasingly give names of friends, Spirit of wisdom and revelation, so that they may know you better. I pray that the eyes of their hearts may be enlightened in order that they may know the hope to which you have called them, the riches of your glorious inheritance and your holy people, and your incomparably great power for us who believe. I pray all this in Jesus' name, amen. This is my encouragement. Write down two names on the back of this card. People that you know, that either they don't know Christ, or maybe they have in the past, or they've they've walked away from God or whatever it is, wherever they are. Maybe they, they just haven't been, they've walked away from the church or something. They've, they've been hurt in some way. Whatever it is, whoever it is, God will put them on your heart. Two people, just write them on this card. And what we want to do is we want to pray. We just want to pray for them. Why? Because we love them. Because Jesus loves them. So we want to pray for them. Okay? And then that's it. You don't have to say, you don't have to say anything to them or anything like that. Just pray for them for the next four to six weeks, okay? And as we get a little bit closer to launch Sunday, then we'll start to talk about how, how we can invite somebody and just how to do it, simply, okay? Does that sound good? Can you guys do this with me? Yes? Okay. All right. So that's what we're going to do. And, uh, and I believe that God's going to move in a powerful way. And we're going to see people's lives transformed and changed by the glory of Jesus and his mercy and his grace. Okay, so we're going to do that together. Um, Wife, you want to join me up here? Uh, We want to close out our time today 
just kind of giving you guys a little bit of an update. I guess we don't have, thinking about stools. <laughs> you know, but oh well, we don't need stools. Um, good, yes? Sorry to put you on the spot. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Okay, so um, a few things we wanted to talk to you guys about. Do you want to share anything first before we dive into it? Is there something, something well, I feel like there's a little bit of something on my heart, just a, a quick word as far as like what you're talking about with um, remembrance. I have heard and maybe have experienced this a little bit myself just recently, like almost this burden of this vision. And like, I'm carrying this and I'm tired. Have you guys felt like that at all? Anybody want to be honest and be like, I'm a little bit weary soul here. <laughs> That's okay. I love what you're saying though, that this brings renewal and... Um, I experienced that firsthand this week. So I'm going to be honest. We were on vacation. Um, I reached out and asked Ashley, where are we at just with the refresh initiative? And it was like um, truth, right? This is where we're at. This is a dollar amount. And I like saw that and I was like, <laughs> oh, Kevin. Oh, <laughs> He's the man. He's the man. Thank you. Um, and I just, I got this burden kind of happening on me, you guys. And it was like immediately, and, and again, like not anyone's fault. It was just the enemy. It was straight up the enemy coming against my faith, coming against my courage and my belief in what Jesus has spoken and what he has said and the mandate that he has given us. And so um, <laughs> we had a conversation and I had this like feeling of, I just need to go spend some time with Jesus. And I put on some worship. Miraculously, my kids were outside, like, in that moment. It's a miracle. I don't know. It was a miracle. But I was alone. I was, like, in this moment of worship. And um, no joke, my, my Spotify was on, like, shuffle. It was the coolest thing. Every song that came on was scripture or exactly what God has spoken that brought us here a year ago. <laughs> no joke. It was like God was literally telling me from heaven, daughter, why are you sad? Why are you discouraged? Be encouraged. I have called you here for such a time as this. And I just thought, why the heck us? <laughs> you know, it was just like, we're not anything special. And again, the enemy, the enemy, the enemy. And, um, but I could feel my heart come alive again. I could feel my, my faith, you know, come alive again. And so, um, this is a real thing as far as like remembering because God is faithful, that it's like a faith thing that you step into and just um, believe. And I believe that he's going to renew our spirit so that we don't walk into this season with any burden. As soon as I released that burden to the Lord and I say, God, you carry this, you, you do this work because this is your thing. Like I was again Okay, I'm sorry. One more thing. Um, I had a conversation with a mentor as well this week, and I was just telling her this experience, and she just prayed. And she was like, Lord, I just pray that this Refresh Initiative and everything that Katie and Neil are doing and, and talking about would just be like seed to the sower. And I'm not even joking, you guys. God was like, I'm going to get out of my seat. I can't say um, um, I was reminded of a, a literal vision that Neil had a year ago, again, where Jesus was coming to him and he was standing in this field and Jesus put like a handful of seeds in his hands. And um, so Neil's sitting there. This is his vision. I'm going to share it with you. He was sitting there right, hold, holding the seeds in his hand and Jesus was like, throw it. And so he was like, ah. 
And then Jesus came with like a bucket and put it in there. And he's like, now throw it. And he scattered that. And then he came with like more and more. Like, I know you're going to think this is silly, but Jesus like came with this dump truck of seed (laughs) and was like pulling in and was like here. And I just, in that moment, remembered that little vision when she was praying over me. And I just thought, this is God's resources here that we're talking about, you guys. This is God's plan. These are his seeds. This is his work. And he's giving it to the sower. What a privilege. What an honor. and What an experience we get to be a part of here to see that. And so, um, anyways, I just wanted you guys to visually kind of see, I guess, what is, I think, happening in the spirit right now. God is moving and he's doing this thing. And um, the enemy is trying to snatch up our seeds. And what's crazier is that the kids' ministry this week, it just happened. They're learning about the parable of the sower today. So, just saying, I think God's trying to give us a little FYI here, honey. Y'all, I got this. So. You just said y'all. I did. That's You're going to awesome. be proud. Mimi and Pappy are watching yes, right my, now. <laughs> my, parents, my parents would be so happy that you said y'all. Yes, that is yes. like a Texas thing. I'm not through, Texas. So they, they okay, so why I'm up here, though, is he kind of wanted to just have a moment. We were going to have our launch team meeting tonight. We decided because we have so many things kind of happening this month. We know it's summer. We know there's a lot of stuff already happening in your own families, vacations, all the things. We're not going to have our launch team meeting tonight. So congratulations. You are all here today, a part of our launch team meeting right now. Yay. And if you're like, what the heck is a launch team meeting? Well, I'm glad you asked. So because we're having our launch in August, we have just been meeting together monthly, once a month, um, praying with each other, talking to each other, casting this vision, coming up with ideas of how we're going to reach our community. So it's like, here's all the concepts happening up here, but like we're going to get together and like really do the work. So there are some things kind of happening with that that we wanted to share with you guys so that we're kind of collectively all on board. Like I loved how you shared that story about being in the boat because I've kind of seen that too. Like we're all rowing this boat and like there's this thing of like being succinct. Like you go faster and you get farther along when you're all doing it together. Yes. Sorry, go ahead. Amen. That's awesome. That was my word that you asked if I had. So no, there you go. That's great. That was a wonderful <laughs> like two word. Two minutes. We'll do way you, too long. You can sit if you want. Well, then we'll or go fa- longer. Should so we I just stand? gotta go fast. Should I stand? Or should no. Okay. I'm just looking at time. Um, so a little update for you guys. Uh, just kind of where we're at in this season with the church. Uh, so we know that the launch is coming in August. Uh, the next two months, we're two months out. And so the next two months, everything is gearing up towards that launch Sunday. Meaning, this is where we turn the corner. We've been preparing. Uh, in a practical way, uh, obviously on the back end, like, you know, submitting the new name with the state, things like that, um, to let you guys know we've been doing that, working with that, the elders, the admin board, we've been talking through things, um, all sorts of fun bylaw conversations, wonderful. Um, so we've been doing all of that, but also uh, we've been preparing. So the launch team meetings is part of that. We've been preparing spiritually because we want to cultivate um, the values uh, the vision that God's given us during this time within our church and nourish that uh, to the best of our ability. And then also when we prepare uh, practically, and so that's the refresh initiative, right? Yes. We kicked off the refresh initiative. We're raising funds to renovate and refresh the building. And so we're preparing for the launch in a practical way in that respect. And then also the other side of that is promotion in the sense of letting people know, letting our community, the people that we're trying to reach, like reaching them. 
<laughs> with yeah. the message, with yeah. the invitation, right? And so that's kind of where we're turning the corner in this season. So the next two months is we're out. Go we're time. Thinking, yeah, go time. We're thinking outward now yes. um, of letting people know, hey, you know, come join us for the launch on 8-13-23. And that's why I keep on saying the date over and over again so we can all remember it. Um, but the idea is, okay, this is where we shift towards the invitation, towards reaching the people. And so everything that we are doing for the next two months is geared towards that. So we have, well, we have announcements, but yes. um, like work days, we have different uh, events that are happening. And all of that is to point people, hey, uh, we would love to have you join us, you know, for our launch Sunday uh, and reach these people for Jesus. And so uh, VBS, all of that, and she's going to talk a little bit about that in a little bit. But so that's where we're at. We're turning that corner and we're gearing up. And this is the final, you know, T minus 10, you know, whatever, eight, eight weeks. Yeah, right. Um, and then we're there. Uh, so that's where we're at. That's where our heart is. That's where our mind is. Our vision is, is this way. And so, and then the, the announcements, what we have coming up leads into that. So, yes, yeah, so we didn't share that. the announcements before because we felt like this was a really important time to kind of talk a little bit through it and give context. So, this next Wednesday, we're having the ice cream social with the sixth graders Woo! move up. I love you guys all sitting back there right now. They yeah. are already developing relationships and cultivating friendships, and that's really important because um, you guys know that this community and having strength and making those relationships is important. Um, so, we're really excited about the ice cream social. So parents are coming out. Please come. Bring your kids for that conversation and um, time for them to develop. But also to just to talk to Tyler and Kaylee. They're inviting that um, conversation to get to know them and uh, learn their vision and what they're encouraging the kids to do in this summer, how they're going to get involved in all of this stuff as well. Because we do want them to know that they are a part of this yes. church. They're not a, a subsection of the church. The children are not a subsection of the church. They are the church. And we yes. are building a foundation for them to grow and to be developed in. And we are literally developing generations right now in real time in this space. And I love that. And I I want you guys to hear that and know that we believe that. So the ice cream social is not just a social. It's great. Bring your kids. Um, next Saturday is kind of like what Neil's talking about, beginning the work. Now, you guys have um, done amazing and given a lot of money towards our refresh initiative. We are still um, working towards our goal. So what we have money for right now is some aesthetics, so like some paint and some different things like that. But I am praying in Jesus' name that we're going to get the whole thing funded because if you guys have not had a chance to go back into the kids' ministry in a while because your kids are older or you you don't have kids, I encourage you to go back there and just look. Because I've literally had kids come back, new kids who we want to invite into that space who have stopped at the door and just stood there and then said no. That breaks my heart. Why do they not want to come back here? So we want that space to be warm and inviting. And part of that just like visually is staining the ground so that when they walk back there, it looks like an actual street. And this is a market. And our worship art team, they're going to come together and they're going to do this beautiful mural on the other side. Um, right now there's a big open space and we're going to make it look like a church with like stained glass windows. And it's going to be gorgeous. I am so stoked. Um, 
but the carpet is in bad shape. And there's just a lot of things. Like, we live back there. These are real kids in real life. And we experience this with our five. They destroy stuff. You know what I mean? Like, stuff gets destroyed. So, like, we need a new check-in system and we need some new stuff. So, um, we just found out, you know, the stain in the concrete was going to be $27,000. Just that. Right? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot in that. But still, like... There's a lot of things, but this next Saturday, we're going to begin, okay? Just as a step of faith. God, we're believing. We're going to take a step of faith and start with this. So um, Kevin and our men's ministry are coming together. We're going to be here at 8 o'clock in the morning, um, working till noon. And I'm going to be here a little bit earlier that week just to try to kind of prep. But, like, we're going to start painting, the kids' rooms, um, painting out here in the foyer a little bit, and it's going to be awesome. So bring your tools, bring all your stuff. We're going to do some stuff in here too, um, but that's going to be 8 o'clock this Saturday. And then simultaneously, if you're on our worship team, we are inviting um, a guest worship leader from Colorado. His name is Kaysen. His wife and son are also coming. But they are going to be here doing a workshop. So they're investing their time and energy into our worship team just for free. They're like just coming because they know us and they're like, we want to help. How can we help? And we're like, do you want to come do some worship? <laughs> so next Sunday is going to be a treat. You guys are going to get to meet him, experience him. Um, Helping to lead the worship team is going to be awesome. Um, so that's happening. The worship workshop is next Saturday from 9 to noon. And the leaders will stay afterwards and do a little bit longer. Uh, and then picnic in the park, you guys. So June 24th, like Neil is talking about, we want to reach our community. We want to get to where the people are. I've been driving past this road randomly. And every time I do, I kind of look over. You guys have been looking over here at this park right here across from us. It's called City Park. Um, they have some water. Am I pointing the right direction? That way. Where are we? Yes. yes. <laughs> the highway right here, 291. It's on the other side. There you go. Um, so whenever I drive past it, I've been looking over to see, are there people there? And it's full, you guys. There are so many people who are right there. And they're swimming and they're doing stuff. So we are going to meet them over there June 24th. And we're going to have t-shirts. Somebody say yes, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we're going to have yes, money for the t-shirts. See, it all, it all, it all is going to happen. But um, we're going to wear our t-shirts, we're going to have invites, and we're going to do something in the park, um, whether it's having ice cream or whatever we're going to do. I don't know exactly yet what we've decided, but it's for sure happening June 24th. Yes. Is there a time frame for that? The time. What did we write down? 6 to 8. 6 to 8 p.m.? Yes. Okay, 6 to 8 p.m. Yes. We're just going to go with it now. It's too late. <laughs> so, so context for kind of the why are all these things happening, it's important. Okay, that's all. Awesome. So a lot of stuff's going on, um, and we're excited. Also, um, we've, so Bill has been working with <gasps> me yes, on, great, where, where are you? You're back there in the um, On uh, working on the new logo for the church. You guys. And, uh, and it looks awesome, and I'm super excited to share that with you guys soon. So that is coming soon. And uh, <laughs> the church merch is coming soon, which yes. is also super exciting. Um, so excited about that as well. So and we're going to, that's what we want to rock at, at the community, at the picnic at the park, um, VBS, all these different places. We're going to be rocking our, our merch. So it's going to be awesome. So um, last thing that I want to leave you guys with is this. Um, the motivation behind all of this is love for God 
being obedient, just saying yet we're trying to say yes to Jesus. Love for God and a love for people. Compassion. Obedience and compassion. That's the driving force behind everything that we do as a church. That's our aim. It's not always going to be perfect, you know, because we're human and we're broken and we're not perfect, but obedience and compassion. Yeah. Let that drive us forward. And man, if we, if we stick with that and that's what we cling to, God's going to move. Yes. Amen? Yes. God's going to move. So, um, I was just going to say one more thing. (laughs) If you guys have already given to the Refresh Initiative, but God is like putting that on your heart again, and you're just like, dang it, Lord, I thought I was done, but he's not done, whatever that might be, or if you haven't been able to give until today, I encourage you guys, in the back, there is a little brochure. You can scan that QR code by just opening your camera and just scanning that with your camera, and it will take you to the website. You can put in the dollar amount, and um, we're sharing that with, our friends in Colorado, with our family. Um, I've gone on a lot of mission trips, and we know that, like, just getting the word in front of people and just telling them about it is really powerful, and it is effective. Um, So we're believing that that's another avenue that God is going to bring about those funds. It may not be just our people right here in this room, but it could be. You know what I mean? God does miracles. Uh, But it also could be who you talk to and who you share this with and how you share it on social media or however it gets in front of someone else. They might say, I believe in the local church. I believe in God working in you. Here's 20 bucks. You know what I mean? That, that adds up. Awesome. So <laughs> uh, let's close with this. Um, can we get that? Josh, could you get that uh, first prayer, the one that's on this card up on the screen of the five prayer points? Yeah. Yeah, that, there it is right there. Okay. And you guys have the prayer cards as well. This is what I want us to do. Um, if everyone, if you guys would just bow your heads and you don't have to close your eyes because you can read this, um, but we're going to pray starting today, this prayer over those people. And if you don't know yet, then that's fine. You can just pray for whoever, but whoever God puts in your mind, I want us collectively together to pray this prayer as a church for the lost. Okay. So we're going to pray together out loud. Ready? Pray. Lord, I pray that you would increasingly give my friends the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that they may know you better. I pray that the eyes of their hearts may be enlightened in order that they may know the hope to which you have called them, the riches of your glorious inheritance in your holy people and your incomparably great power for us who believe. I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yes. Thank you, All right, guys. guys. Uh, We love you guys. Again, take this, keep it with you, put it in your Bible. And then the challenge is just pray every day. Every day, just read this prayer over those two people. We're going to do it collectively as a church. And again, I'll send you guys an email with all the five prayers that we can continue to pray together. Sound good? All right. Awesome. Love you guys. you guys. See you next Have Saturday. A wonderful week. See you next Sunday. We'll start our new series, Saturday. The Law of Love. Yes.